What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fancy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is a father and none of us are priests. I am Tyler Big Herbie Herbach, and I'm sure for the people that have listened to us for a while, you're wondering, why is this guy doing the intro? Well, that is because this episode is being provided to you by me and only me. Uh, I am solo tonight. I do not have Trey Stinky Fingers Jose or Jimbo James Dreer. They are both sick or dealing with other life things going on in terms of jobs and whatnot. So I'm here alone, but just because I'm by myself doesn't mean we don't still want to give you the best information in fantasy football. So this week we are doing waiver wires. Before we get into the waiver wire selections, please, if you if you would like, give us a follow on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Listen to us, rate us, um, comment at us, whatever you want to do. Just come and interact with us. We love it. Um, again, at Twitter at the FF Fathers. So this week we have a bunch of teams on by. There's gonna be a lot of lot of tricky lineup situations this week. So we have the Atlanta Falcons, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, Indianapolis Colts, New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Commanders all on bye week. So a lot of fancy personnel that is going to be out this week. So waivers are going to be super important, um, including or also because there are quite a few injuries to some important positions. So jumping right into the quarterbacks, we do have two major injuries. We have Lamar Jackson, who injured a knee and is unlikely to start or even sue up this week against Pittsburgh. Um, right now they're calling it week to week, so we don't know how long he will be out. Hopefully it won't be too long, but unlikely this week. We also have Jimmy Garoppolo, which may have been somebody that you were looking to pick up in lieu of Lamar Jackson being out, but he's also gone. He might have been a very good waiver wire pickup, but with him being out, we are going to have to go elsewhere. So we're looking really, really thin at quarterback. So the number one guy we have at the quarterback position that we'd be looking to pick up is going to be Jared Goff, uh, currently rostered in 39.8% of leagues. He's been, you know, inconsistent this year, which is something we've come to know from him at this point in his career. He is who we thought he was. But this season, he has had more good games than bad games, I would say. For the most part, he's sitting at a solid 15 kind of point floor. With the Lions offense being so explosive this year, um, it's just one of those guys that, he might not be the most consistent player. might not give you that solid floor, but he does have a very, very high ceiling. He is coming off of two back-to-back very good games of um, about 18 points, a little more in last week's game. Let me just pull it up just to make sure we have it accurate here. A uh, little over, yeah, almost 22 points in last week's game against Jacksonville. So it's a little bit of a tougher matchup this week against Minnesota, but with this offense kind of just humming along right now, I think it's going to be probably your best uh, pickup of the week at the quarterback position. After him, we're going to go to the New York Jets and pick up Mike White. I know we've all seen what Mike White can do. He's had two very productive games um, in the couple of starts he's had. But last week game, it had taken 57 attempts to be able to earn 19 and a half points. He threw for 31 completions, 369 yards, did run a touchdown in, which really helped his day. But we've seen this from Mike White before, right? He's had a couple of good games here and there. And then the uh, other, you know, the shoe, the other shoe kind of dropped. Maybe the uh, uh, the struck, the clock struck midnight, however you want to say it. And that might come this week against the Bills. As we know, the Bills are a very, very, very good defense. They have been all season. Um, on the season, actually the seventh best defense against quarterbacks. But 
They've been a little vulnerable the last few weeks. They're giving up more than 17 points a game over the last month. So maybe Mike White can find something to stick into here and uh, and give you some some decent points there. So, again, with so many injuries and so many people on by, you might not have a uh, a better option. Um, The last quarterback on our list here today is going to be the backup to Lamar Jackson. Um, it's going to be Tyler Huntley, right now rostered in less than 1% of leagues. And it looks like he is going to be in line to start this week with Lamar Jackson dealing with the injury. Um, as we saw last last year, Huntley did come in and had some pretty good games in relief for Lamar Jackson during injuries. He started a total of five games. So those games were a little hit or miss. He had some good, some bad, and some downright ugly. So I don't know what you're going to get from him this week. It's hard to really, really say. But with this offense seemingly be able to kind of move along on its own or with him in there without Lamar Jackson, because he is kind of a poor man's Lamar Jackson, right? He is the perfect backup for their situation. So I would expect for him to still be able to put up decent numbers against the Steelers. You know, it's a pretty good matchup for him. And then hopefully you get Lamar Jackson back. Maybe just one week. We all know that Lamar Jackson can be a bit of a Superman. Maybe he can come back from the injury quicker than normal. Heading over to the uh, running backs. No big, big injuries here, but there is one noteworthy one. We did have Kenneth Walker III uh, leave the game pretty early last week against the Rams. Uh, it was initially thought that was going to be an ankle sprain, but head coach Pete Carroll on Monday came out and said that he's actually dealing with a foot strain. Um, he said it's something that he's never really seen before. It's essentially an inflammation issue. They're going to try to manage it all week, um, you know, get the, the swelling down, the inflammation down, and, you know, manage his pain. And they hope he'll be able to play this coming Sunday, but everything is up in the air at the moment. So with that being said, we'll go into our other roster or waiver wire pickups here at the running back position. Um, we are going to start with Cam Akers. And <laughs> he's rostered in 49.1% of leagues, by the way. I mean, this Rams backfield has been damn near impossible to figure out as the season has gone along. I mean, at first we thought Cam Akers would be the guy at the beginning of the year. Then he's not playing very well. And it was Daryl Henderson. Cam Akers supposedly was supposed to be kicked off the team and they brought him back a weeks later. And then they released Daryl Henderson. Kyron uh, Williams came in and we thought he was going to start to become the lead back after what we saw a couple weeks ago. That didn't happen. So who knows what's happening? But right now it looks like Cam Akers is going to be the guy in this backfield. For how long, we don't know. But right now, it seems solidified at least for one more week. And this last week against the Seahawks, he did play 72% of the snaps and received 17 carries versus only three carries for Kyron Williams. So he looks like that guy. We hope he stays because he's a very talented running back. And he's going to be more than likely the top waiver wire pickup of the week here at the running back position. Moving on. Actually, we'll be heading back to New York City. We're going to go with Zonovan Knight and the Jets. Uh, he is currently rostered in 42.5% of leagues. If you were in a league where he was not picked up last week, you better get on it now because he will not be available next week. I can pretty much promise you that. He had another really great game. He had 118 total yards and was clearly the lead back again with James Robinson even being on the active roster and not being a healthy scratch like he was the week prior. We don't know yet the... Uh, injury status of Michael Carter. Um, and, you know, he could be back that he was doubtful going to last week's game this week. He's, you know, carrying a questionable tag at the moment. 
But even if he does come back, Zonovan Knight looks like he's earned his role in this backfield already. It's only been two games, but man, he's been he's looked so damn good. It'd be hard to, you know, immediately take him out of that role. So even with Carter coming back, or if he does come back this week, Zonovan Knight is still gonna get, get a role, and I would possibly see, you know, maybe a 50-50 split, which the way they've been running the ball recently might make Zomba Knight still a very good flex play. So he's just been so so good. It's hard to to deny what what he's been showing uh you know us and the Jets organization. So I think he's gonna earn his his way into you know a lot more carries even with Michael Carter back. We will go oh what a little north in New York and we'll go over up to Buffalo and uh James Cook currently rostered in 24.2% of leagues. You know, James Cook had a lot of hype coming out of the draft. Uh, Dalvin Cook's little brother, he was one of the power uh, things powering the Georgia Bulldogs to a national championship last year. And so far this season, he has shown flashes of brilliance and some very, very good play. But he was always behind Devin Singletary and really didn't get that much playing time until this last Thursday night against the Patriots. Um, Cook and Singletary essentially split time and carries evenly um cook did get one extra carry but the biggest thing is that cook also received six targets catching all of them it kind of feels like the this uh takeover is finally happening in buffalo i know we were all hoping it happened earlier but it looks like it might be happening now and if you are somebody who can pick up james cook this week on the waiver wire heading into the uh the playoffs here you might have a playoff winner if he continues to play like he did against a tough, tough matchup in the Patriots. So uh, he's going to be a very, very good pickup. Could be a very sneaky play for the rest of the playoffs here. And for our uh, final running back pickup of the week, we are going to go back to our initial injury here with Kenneth Walker. So right now, if Walker is not able to go, his only backups on the team are DJ Dallas, Travis, and Travis Homer. Homer was inactive for last week's game. We don't know what his status will be like for this week. DJ Dallas then also twisted an ankle before halftime. Was able to come back to finish up the game, but was clearly hobbled. And Tony Jones actually is what who ended up getting, I think, most of the carries in the second half. If DJ Dallas is healthy, he will be the main guy there. But if for any reason... He can't make it go. Travis Homer can't make it go. Then you're talking about Tony Jones, who was signed to the roster a month ago, and guys being brought up from the practice squad. So keep a very, very close eye on the injury situation going on in Seattle. Obviously, you hope Kenneth Walker comes back. That's the guy you want. If not, then look at DJ Dallas. It's going to be possibly a low-end play, but with so many people on bye week, you might need a guy who can just give you a solid few points in your flex. So. DJ Dallas, I think, is worth just paying attention to, um, especially if you are a Kenneth Walker the third owner. So let's move to our pass catching positions, the receivers and the tight ends. In all honesty, it's bad. There is not a whole lot of meat left on the bone at these positions on the waiver wire. A bunch of your top guys, they just have a lot of kind of baggage coming along with them. So we'll kind of just run through these guys. You have Corey Davis with the Jets. He had a huge game this last week, 10 targets. Uh, I think it was 95 yards. But his role, his injury status and his role within this offense has been all over the place all season. He's clearly at the bare minimum number two receiver behind Garrett Wilson, who looks 
to be absolutely breaking out in the back half of the of his rookie year here. You also have Jameson Williams in Detroit, but he was just active out the PUP list. He's come back from the ACL injury, and he played all of eight snaps in his NFL debut last week. So how many more snaps are they going to give him one week later? I don't know. They look like it's going to be a very slow progress for him going forward and you know incorporating himself into that that Detroit offense so that's a risky play then you have like Kadarius Tony in Kansas City who essentially can't be healthy for more than a half with these hamstring injuries he just is constantly getting hurt over and over and over again I don't know what you're gonna do there and I mean you have another couple guys that are just inconsistent or on bad offenses you have Nico Collins bad offense Marcus Valdez Scantling inconsistent, Isaiah McKenzie inconsistent, DJ Shark inconsistent, Paris Campbell inconsistent and a bad offense. I mean, there's just nothing going on there in the receiving, uh, the receiver position. So hopefully you're doing well there. And if you need a a deep pickup, uh, good luck. Honestly, I think you're kind of throwing darts at that point. And honestly, it's no, it's no better at the tight end position. I mean, it's it's pretty ugly. You have Greg Dolchich who. We've talked a few times about in this podcast, and he's proceeded to basically disappoint until this last week where he played well. But he's also on a very bad offense, and we can already see that his usage is just going to fluctuate crazily from you know having eight targets to the, then the next week having two. So that's going to be a problem. Then you also have Evan Ingram. I know it's Evan Ingram, the bane of almost all tight end managers. Uh, fantasy purposes on just a ability to play the tight end position in fantasy football. It's ridiculous. Evan Ingram has always been a super talented person, never been able to put it together. He's on a very strong offense in Jacksonville, but I just can't rely on him to be doing anything, you know, on any given week. It's going to be a complete toss up, and the rest of the guys are basically not worthy of talking about. So those are receivers and tight ends. That's how bad it is. And I know. I kind of ran through this podcast. It's a little weird because I am here on my own and I, you can't play back and forth with my, with my co-host Trey Trey and James. I wish they were here. Um, You basically just got my very, very quick opinions on these guys. And I, if they have something else to say, hopefully they will let us know when you listen to us on our starts and sits of the week coming later. We'll have the uh, early or morning games on Thursday morning and then the late games and, uh, primetime games on Friday morning. So we'll be getting back to you there. I hope to have both of them back. Uh, Trey's been dealing with the sickness. Uh, hopefully he's back for those episodes. James is constantly working. He's got a, he's got a big boy job now, so he can't be, be around as much as we hope he is. But that is our waiver wire pickups for week 14. Once again, we appreciate you guys listening. Please go follow us at the FF Fathers on Twitter, wherever platform you're listening to this podcast on please subscribe rate uh throw us a comment on twitter come interact with us it's all we are here to do we want to just to help provide knowledge if you know you're struggling with any position any decision you're making on your team please come come let us know we'd love to be able to to help you out with that uh, but once again thank you guys for listening and we will catch you guys later in the week bye